Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My good friend Daryl Bricker, at Daryl Bricker on Twitter, the president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs, tweeted this this morning. A few thoughts on how public opinion trends to evolve when it comes to events like those taking place in Ottawa. While there's much elite conversation in media, both traditional and social, about why and who as this drags on for the public, it's increasingly turning to what? Daryl Bricker joins us. Daryl, can you pick up on that? And, and your thoughts are there in, in subsequent tweets, but walk us through. What, what is what? Well, the what is the uh, control of public order. I mean, ultimately, government exists for one main thing, and or one main task, and that is to maintain the peace. And increasingly, what this is becoming about is the ability of the government to be able to exercise uh, its will in order to maintain the public peace. And where this all comes back to is ultimately the government itself. I mean, you can talk about who the people are who are doing this. You can talk about their motives. You can even talk about what the leader of the opposition says or doesn't say, or leaders of other parties or other groups. But ultimately, it's the government that's responsible for this, and they will be the people who people, that the public evaluate in terms of their performance during this crisis. And as you write, the focus shifts to the competence of the politicians who they, the people, believe are in charge. Uh, so, so what happens now? Where do you think public opinion is going, and uh, and and what's in store? Because obviously, the uh, temperature has gone up. Uh, somebody said on this program yesterday, when you can hear a kettle whistling, some water's boiling in the background. Yeah, well, the problem that that exists right now is nobody's really sure what this about is about anymore. I mean, it started off as a as a dispute over. Um, uh, some trucking, uh, you know, vaccine mandates that existed, but it, it seems to be becoming much more about that, and, and more, about much more than that. And in this particular public opinion environment, in which there's so much anxiety out there about so many things, and what we've seen is that fatigue that's related to, to COVID really turned into a sense of frustration, compounded compounded by a sense of unease about where the country is going. This is starting to attract more than just a you know, a simple change to a regulation that a government has put in place. It's becoming about more than that, which makes it very, very complicated to deal with. Yeah, another tweet that you have today at Daryl Bricker. Federal government is coming off narrow election win and governs with a minority. Public was already divided on them prior to the protests kicking off. Until there's a peaceful, efficient way to get the streets back to normal, this will eat away at their precarious public support. That would be Mr. Trudeau and his liberal government. There's one question that I'm really curious about here, and that is how do people eventually respond and react if there's a federal government that is really struggling and there's nobody really there to, to, to pick up the pieces So because, because we have a minority government and that makes it more precarious to begin with. For, for any federal party that's, that's, in, that's, that's in charge. How will people respond to if the federal government, the current continues to be in trouble? Well, the pressure is going to mount for them to do something, and where you'll start seeing it is, uh, you know, the public opinion polls will start rolling in, and you'll start to see what people outside of that bubble actually think about what's happening within that bubble. And if, uh, you know, people are saying the government's doing a great job and you know, uh, able to control the situation and able to put forward its agenda and it's going to get the thing resolved, it actually could work for the government. But it doesn't seem to be going in that direction right now. And, and I remember probably the, the apex of all of these types of disputes that's taken place in Canadian, Canadian politics over the space of the last 40 years was the Oka crisis. 
And it's one in which it started off as being about the cause and what was actually happening uh, in Oka uh, with the uh, with the indigenous bands and, uh, and and with the government. But over time, it really started to grind away at federal government and Brian Mulroney because they just couldn't seem to get the situation under control. Right. And the longer that it goes on, the less credible the government lo- looks, and the lower its uh, its approval rating for being able to manage crises like this well. You could very well see that here if this drags on. Yeah, about much more, you write, and another tweet than what's happening in a few square blocks of downtown Ottawa. Where it goes is very difficult to predict. What is it that the people of this country, and we're often divided regionally, uh, provincially, linguistically, we're divided. What does the people uh, want in Canada? If we can erase those divisions for a minute, what do we want? Well, on this one, I think it's more of an orderly return to something that looks normal in a sense that the federal government has a plan about how to, first of all, get, you know, deal with this. And by the way, it's more than a plan. It actually has to demonstrate that it's, that it's uh, working with the other two levels of government to get this resolved, and they can get the National Capital District back on track. So that's the first thing. And then after that, it's dealing with all the other issues that go along with this, which are, um, for example, returning to some form of normal when it comes to uh, things like vaccine mandates and masks and all that kind of thing. People want their lives back. But after that, it's all of the economic uncertainty, Roy, that's out there. And that's what you're seeing is that this thing is turning into a snowball and it's, it's rolling downhill and it's accumulating more people over time as it, as it rolls downhill. And uh, the anxiety that exists out there is starting to coalesce around flashpoints like the one that we're seeing in Ottawa right now. So it would be wrong to just look at it as a technical, you know, we just have to resolve this regulatory type of situation, although that would help. It's about it's that the anxiety that this is an expression of is much deeper and much bigger than that. Okay, and the other big story in this country over the past week has been the departure of Aaron O'Toole as leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And you write the departure of the leader of the opposition could be the first act in what turns into an unpredictable cascade of events with long-term consequences. Share that with us, please. What are you thinking? Well, you know, the, this government is in a minority situation, and the assumption is is that they're you know they're incredibly strong, and that they'll be able to govern with any combination of you know they only need one other party to uh, to, to uh, agree with them on any piece of legislation. So the assumption was a couple of years to go. Uh, nobody was assuming that the leader of the opposition would get knocked off. Um, now there's going to be a new leader of the Conservative Party, which you know obviously puts more attention on them for a period of time. But also, uh, as long as these things go on, as this anxiety continues to build, the government's approval levels will decline, and the likelihood that people um, will vote for them starts to become jeopardized. And if they start to look wounded in a fundamental way, there's potential that the three parties could come together and say, we want to have an election. And so we could end up having an election sooner than anybody thought. Um, so uh, it's it's a very volatile environment right now, Roy. Uh, the reason I said it is unpredictable is because it definitely is unpredictable, but we should open our minds up to the possibilities of various outcomes that, quite frankly, you know, the the uh, the media that's in that Ottawa bubble right now really isn't talking about. Uh, they're too into what's going on around them as they go out and try and do stand-ups and that kind of thing, and not looking at how the rest of the country is looking at it, and it may be very different from the way that people in the bubble are looking at it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. 
I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.